Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Image Comics Reviews. We've got a full house today. I am your host, Sean, joined by Pete. Yo. Phil. On the show, Pony. Marco. What's up? And Kale. It's me. I'm back. The King's Pawn. <laughs> King Kale. Uh, to talk King about... Kale rule. <laughs> <laughs> nice. To talk about King Spawn number four, everyone's favorite, and Primordial three, also everyone's favorite. Every single week, Image Comics provides us with their books early so that we can provide you guys with reviews day and date. Thank you to Image for that. If you guys enjoy these reviews, make sure that you are leaving us a like on the video, sharing it with your friends, subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash the comics pals. If you're listening to this on a podcast hosting platform, follow rating review, all that stuff helps us out a ton. If you leave a comment on this video, we will answer your comment on the main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every single Monday. Yes, Pete, that's every <laughs> Monday. Uh, we talk about the characters that you love and the creators you love and all the things that they're up to. Uh, and uh, we think it's pretty good, so you should check it out. This week, we talked about Disney Plus Day and all the announcements that came from that. And we talk about Diamond getting uh, hacked, <laughs> which is pretty fun uh what might not be so fun is king spawn uh number four depending on your point of view if you find child soldiers uh fun then this is the book for you sure uh what are you saying you don't oh uh, well i might uh let's talk about it it's uh this is by sean lewis and javi uh fernandez uh todd mcfarland is uh given a credit for additional dialogue uh, colors by FCO Placencia and letters by N World Design. I really like uh, Placencia. That was the uh, primary uh, colorist on the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Batman run. Um, Do you think uh, the additional dialogue was because he had too much in uh, the actual Spawn book that it needed to go somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> That's so not good. impossible. I, I Frankly, I think that Sean Lewis wrote all the actual dialogue and Scott uh, Todd McFarlane wrote all the like, you know, monologue stuff and all that captions. Yeah, the he, captions. He got he got the proofs or whatever, and he went, "What the fuck? This isn't a Spawn book. How do I know what he's doing? There's no narration <laughs> in this book." Todd McFarlane, a well-known and celebrated artist in this industry, was like, "You know what would be great if I covered all this beautiful art with word bubbles and narration bubbles?" I'm gonna come out the gate. I liked this issue. Nice. Me too. Okay, good job. And I might hate myself for it, but I enjoyed this a lot. I didn't enjoy it all the way around. I hated this caption right here. Um, but for now, that's not Spawn's focus. Destroying the monster in front of him is because nothing will ever justify the slaughter of children. You think? You think? You think? <laughs> Dude, Who are you telling? That that one really stuck out like a sore thumb to me. But also, there's the part uh, like near the end of the issue. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, uh, where there's it's just like it's probably the worst set of captions I think I've ever seen. So it's there's the fight that happens with these child soldiers, right? And they're like, "All right, cool. We think we're all good." But then they show. Uh, Terry looking at that they're clearly surrounded by people and a caption explains that fact and it says 
Jessica and Medieval think the threat is abated, but Terry sees, and then he says, "In the bushes, you're surrounded. Can you get? Can you get out of there?" And they say, "Oh, he says, can you hear me?" And they say, "They don't." So Terry can't warn them about the snipers he sees, and then she spawn and Medieval may survive the gunfire. The girls won't. Al, where the hell are you? These kids are gonna die. Come in. She spawn has grown used to not having, and also it's a typo. Yes, that's uh, where I thought you were going. To not having Spawn at her side. All she can hope for now is that Medieval is a worthy replacement. And then it's just like... what? Like, all of that is communicated there. I get it. Like, I can see the motherfuckers surrounding them. And then fucking Terry's like, you're surrounded. Can you hear me? And then they don't respond. So it's clear that they can't hear him. And it's just like... It feels like if like I was watching a like a boxing match and they're like and then the punch connected with his face and it's like right I watched this motherfucker get hit and even then there would be an excuse for that because boxing matches play on the radio and things like that <laughs> right what the hell is the benefit of this for anyone Ooh, wait what if this is intended for radio <laughs> I'd be a lot more interested in it that's for sure and that's the thing. The dialogue itself, I was like, okay about. I like the story that's being told here for the most part. Like this this villain that, that Swan's been fighting for like two issues now, I, I don't really care too much about. But I really liked um, the part where like Gaia's, you know, uh, emissary comes, uh, the Oracle or whatever. Yeah. I really liked that. I thought that was cool. And I got excited. Like, damn, I want to get to it. There's clearly like awesome stuff coming. Gaia's angry about the way that this war has been going on and what had, what it has done to humanity and to earth and stuff like that. Like, and, and spawn might even be someone that Gaia is upset with because of his role in that. Like all of that is cool. I'm with that. But what is this? What are these captions about? I can't believe they call this whole ass character medieval. <laughs> I can't believe that we're not still in the house. Oh, but this is a this is a oh you're right book. Yeah. You're right. Back in spawn, we're still in the house. We're still in the yeah, exactly. You got it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we've said this for every spawn issue, but if you get rid of the word bubbles and like the <laughs> the five paragraphs of narration per page, like. It's a beautiful book and it kind of it does a good job of telling us what's going on with just the illustrations. Absolutely. Yeah. I I I maintain that Sean Lewis is doing a good job. Like mm -hmm. yeah. I don't I don't think he's the problem here and I don't think Javi's the problem either. The art's gorgeous. It's I mean I, I don't I can't say I know this for a fact, but if you ask me what I think, I think Todd's the problem. Yeah, unfortunately, because I think he's writing these goofy captions. But the other thing that I really didn't care for was she spawn handing a massive halo gun to this little kid <laughs> first of all there's no chance in hell he can shoot that i'm sorry it's just it's impossible are you sure because i saw it in the next panel uh darts that good uh yeah um <laughs> but also like you can you can do this in a comic book and i'll read it in, and then it can be fine this book doesn't give a shit about what it means that she spawn just handed this child a gun and by the way aren't the spawns extremely powerful why does she need a a, a child to have to be her shooter like can't she just kill them <laughs> i gotta no. tell you i i feel like that is one of the like because here's the thing 
every time oh, that, that we come into these reviews and I have to talk shit about Spawn, I recognize I don't fucking know anything about Spawn. So that's fine. But, like, I feel like the the way in which their powers are portrayed is fucking wildly inconsistent to me. Right? That it's like, why does she need backup to sneak around and kill these regular-ass dudes? But, like, then Spawn just shows up and is like, oh, yeah, I'll just fucking use my cape and stab them all in the eyeballs and it's done. It's like, you had two Spawns. Even if, even if I accept that they're both weaker than Spawn, who apparently is weakened right now. Right. That's what yep. Spawn, the ongoing, has been telling me. So these two are weaker than him in his weakened state and they can't beat some regular ass dudes. Then why do they even matter? It, it's especially annoying because she spawn is a character who's existed in spawn since the very, very, very beginning. Um, and the only difference between her power set from the beginning of the story where she was just a regular human with guns is that she has a spawn and it doesn't do anything. She's just a, a person who shoots guns. So this is a dark answer. But the real reason she gave that child a gun is because if you have a gun, you're a target. So, wow. Yeah, I think that's why. I don't even know how to take that. Yeah, I think it's that's real heavy dark. And pretty fucked up. But that's this book. I think that's part of the problem for me too, though. Right? Is like <clears throat> we talked about this in the episode, or that the episode where we talked about the issue with the the bombing. Yeah. at the school and it's like in this book like I, there's a there's a throwaway panel or i guess it's a spread but showing the this alternate universe where spawn takes the throne or whatever and the world falls into chaos and there's like a child stabbing another child in the eyeball and yeah. it's just like i dude like i i don't know man like i'm just not like none of this feels like it has any impact because it's just like like we've done this like you've I've I've been reading Spawn for what like three or four months and I've seen so many fucking kids get murdered so many to the point where I don't even care anymore like Sean you're like oh the implications of them giving this kid a gun I'm like whatever like like all these fucking kids are like they're all gonna die right because that's what this book is is children getting murdered and then spawn being like we gotta stop these kids from getting murdered and then he kills some kids and then he's like oh no i murdered the kids i gotta <laughs> stop these other kids from getting murdered yeah what kid like, did spawn kill remember a couple there was the whole thing with the they were like oh that's how we ruin spawn we make him kill a kid and he had to kill those kids in the park I guess I blocked that out of my mind, dude. I don't remember Spawn killing those kids. If I maybe maybe I'm crazy, but I I feel like I. If you get this wrong, Pete, you know that the comments section is going to roast your ass. Pants are going to tear me apart. Let's do it. I don't know, Uh, man. Like I just, I don't know what this. This is yeah. This is. (laughs) I I feel like I I had said this in for the last Spawn review. That we had done, but this is at least better. It was a different uh, book, but this is at least better. And I'll I'm okay with that over reading uh, Todd filled Spawn. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, any closing thoughts other than what we've said? No, don't okay. give a kid a gun. 
We'll keep going, I guess. <laughs> you keep uh, watching yeah. them. We'll keep reading them. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but this one we're reading for pleasure, Primordial Number mm. 3. Uh, this is Jeff Lemire with uh, Andrea Sorrentino, uh, who's also doing amazing work on um, on uh, Batman the Imposter. Mm. That, oh, that's a, oh, cool. Issue, issue 3 came out recently, right? Yes, or Issue 2. Okay. Yeah, it was very, very good. Phil, I think you would like it. By the way, it's written by the writer of the Batman movie. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so it has a lot of those sensibilities. But um, Dave Stewart on colors and Steve Wands on letters and designs. Uh, Phil, why don't you sing the praises of this book some more? (laughs) I've been doing it for two straight issues. Why not a third? Um, Yeah, this one's really good. We get kind of a... It it kind of moves uh, both stories along. Like, we have Laika uh abel and uh, uh the littler monkey uh kind of like getting a sense of their mrs. surroundings Bart- mrs bartley a- maybe i kind of forget what the third monkey's name is but uh they're they're getting a little bit uh a sense of their uh, surroundings are getting a sense of each other and like they're in, in their own way communicating like where they come from and stuff and uh, all that stuff is very creative and imaginative with the art uh, and then meanwhile, uh, back on Earth, uh, it's like a full KGB thriller. Like it, um, our, our heroes who are trying to figure out what's going on in space, where these animals have gone, uh, they're on the run because uh, basically no, they, everyone, including the United States and the Soviet Union, want to put the clamps on this. Mm. Um, and it's, I don't know, this is a great, this is another great issue. Yeah. There's a lot of kinetic motion here. I agree. I'm I'm really in love with this series. And, you know, this is like, if this were a TV show, I don't know if I've said this before, but if this were a 90s television show, it's probably be my favorite show. And it looks, it has that vibe to it. It looks like that, you yeah. know? And it, it like, it goes full into the conspiracy angle. Like it leans right into that. And I'm I'm here for it. I feel like, you know, conspiracy is in right now uh, in terms of storytelling. And this is this is the best book I'm reading anyway that has a, a conspiracy bent because well, it's got animals that talk. I think uh, conspiracies in general are in. Um, but like the for me, what what's really blowing me away is has been Andrea Sorrentino's art, mm. the way that yes. they they're able to transition it from this like other dimension into a different art style that then goes into the the way you portray like characters uh emotions and the way that they feel some of the actual like building designs look like um what is it called like lithographs or something there's like this uh like almost like an anime style what they do is they'll take uh like almost like a picture of something and sketch it out and very much so the the building where they're coming running away from what they thought was the KGB mm-hmm. or, or the military. It has these designs with the Bendé dots in the back. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's all captured so, so well, really evocative. And um, well, to, the, to really highlight a page here, Marco, like after Dimitri uh, gets shot, who um, Donald thought was KGB, which in, like that, that's like Jeff Lemire is doing a great job kind of, interweaving this kind of you can't trust anyone aspect but uh as they're leaving the buildings they're like oh uh, well they know where we are the way uh, the panels highlight their location it's a very untraditional style of like paneling 
you see those dots in the background of this winter sky that you're talking about, Marco. That's a great page. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. excellent. That was my favorite one in the issue. I thought that yeah. was really impressive. Yeah. And also just a neat little thing is like uh there's like a out, there's a lamp outside that has light around it, which could either be the moon or just the luminescence from the light, which is kind of neat. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many like touches like that. Um, that I think really give this book visually like a real uh, unique feel to it. Um, it, it just it's it's just so different than anything else, um, and that's why I'm really enjoying it. And then like even Sorrentino's style, if you look at um, what he's doing in Imposter, it's very different from this. Love that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I love an artist who like the mix of their style. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of like we three here the grant morrison book like when we see abel get caught in peru and then experimented on like that has a, a very like we three element to it because that was like a part of that book but like mm. here uh sorrentino lemire are really making you feel very sympathetic for these animals um it's like just the way it's paneled like one one panel you see Abel in the jungle trying to escape and then the next is like in that kind of uh interdimensional like area they are where it's like the the boxes are all split up and he's got the the weird uh, helmet on and you see like on the side it looks like his nervous system uh just like it's like a very evocative page yeah i like from a storytelling perspective the how distinct the narratives are because for the animals they're they're essentially becoming conscious and, and yes. like, like like more than sentient. And it's, it's interesting that that is um, put against a spy KGB story. Uh, it, they feel somewhat, you would think they feel somewhat dissonant, but the way that they're carried here works really well because of the connection to them being um, experiments for, nasa and for um space exploration mm -hmm. and so it, it and then and he throws in potentially aliens in that really big uh two-page spread where there are these cubes and other um shapes and colors and so th there's a lot here that he's toying with that i think gets melded really well uh, and, and it feels like it like they wouldn't fit but for whatever reason this is this gets married really well I think it's like <clears throat> really accentuated by the art style too, because you know, um, obviously shout outs to uh, uh, Sorrentino, but also I feel like what Stewart's doing on colors, like mm -hmm. the stuff that's set in the, you know, uh, quote unquote real world is like, it's very flat. It has like this very kind of like muted palette. It lends itself to that, like, you know, it feeling kind of like, um, I, I made this comment when we reviewed uh, Thing on the show uh, last week about it. It, oh, it feels like a period piece in, yeah. in comic format, right? Where, like, it gives you that historical kind of vibe. Um, and then the, you know, the more science fiction-y stuff that's going on with the animals is in this, you know, more, you know, photorealistic type of style, you know? Oh. And it, it feels more modern inherently. Let's highlight um, another page uh, that highlights just that. Like there's a page in this trans-dimensional space where there's just like a bunch of cubes and shapes. And it looks like just as a myriad of aliens existing yeah. in each one and the colors just pop off the page, uh, juxtapose like the white background of this area that they're in. It, that, like it, it's extremely stark and like eye grabbing. 
yeah, and like even like the way that <clears throat> you know, like in the animal portion of things, like I'm looking at the pages right after what you described, Phil, where it's just Leica and um and Abel, yeah, talking, and like the line work is like a little bit more like sketchy, right? Like there's like those kinds of like lines given to like portray shadows and like tufts of fur and like everything has texture to it and it feels like more three dimensional. Whereas the, you know, the, the quote unquote past stuff or whatever you want to call it, like the real world stuff has that really, you know, flat on the page kind of like three colors, simple look to it, you know, and it makes the, the, the mind bending science fiction stuff feel so like the atmosphere of it feels right, you know, like it feels, um, that contrasted to what the quote unquote real world looks like makes it feel so otherworldly and kind of out of time and, and, you know, all the other feelings that I feel like you're supposed to be feeling, you know, as these animals experience this, you know, expansion of their consciousness. What's uh, no. oh. sticking at, sorry, sticking on that same page, actually. So it's a double page spread and, and the, the versions that we have are uh, split, unfortunately, but can imagine when, when we, we have like the full version um it it's interesting because it's the page right before he the um he Abel comes over to Leica and Leica's like big change done and in the previous panel Abel's walking away from the forest back into this dimension and then the perspective changes from us looking at Abel's face to then this double page spread that looks like an eye like it, it has the oh yeah yeah the conical, and Abel's the conical in, in the center of it right like looking out like this expansion has been completed and there's a visual representation of that um this looks fucking rad i'm interested so, as to what is up with mrs baker and like why she didn't that's so sad because she's a small dumb monkey I do really like the line from like a little change, little change for little monkey. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like sad, right? Cause yeah. the, there's a, there's an experience there that's not being captured or is being captured, but is only at a limited capacity that they can kind of recognize. So I'm curious to see how next issue, because that's the cover. I'm presuming that we're going to get a bit more of um, Mrs. Baker's change. Yeah. Well, even the eyes say a lot. Like uh, Leica and Abel, they have like an almost human eye, whereas Leica or Mrs. Baker still looks very much like mm. monkey. Okay, yeah, like pure. There's a like blankness. Black circle. Yeah, there's a blankness. Yeah. Hmm. You guys are doing absolutely incredible analysis right now, and I'm not trying to get in the way of that. But all I got out of that like last page is. Leica says, now this. And that described how I felt. Like, holy shit, what else can happen in this book? This is nuts. <laughs> Next um, issue, Talking Gorillas. Yes, let's go, man. That's what I'm looking for. Kale, do you have anything to add to this? This book just doesn't do a lot for me. I knew I it. The art, the art's incredible. Um, straight up. I agree with absolutely everything you're saying. And and um on its face the kgb thriller and and the animals and the you know the alternate dimension or whatever is dope as fuck i still feel like we're going anywhere right now i feel like the first issue did a lot 
and since then the heavy lifting has been done by the art um i i don't feel like there's a lot going on are you are you still intrigued though Uh, not really Hmm. because it just it to me it doesn't feel like anything is moving Hmm. i'll say this i agree with what you just said but because of the the technical prowess of the creators um i don't care like i'm i'm interested in i'm so intrigued by all the elements that are at play that i'm willing to accept that we're not really moving much we're kind of like just living in this in this space right now and i'm having a lot of fun with it um i, I really am and you know I, I can't wait to see how this develops think about uh, I guess, Kale, you know, you can't really speak to this, but like how we felt about uh, Radiant Black yeah. at a similar point, you know, um, we felt like it wasn't moving and it wasn't. Well, Pete didn't feel this way, but like I felt like it wasn't moving and it wasn't that interesting. This yeah. isn't really moving, but I find it to be really interesting. Agreed. I am probably somewhere between those two. Like, I, I think if the art was less of a feast i don't know that i would be as interested in it sure um and i think i made a similar point when we reviewed the last issue and i think that's why i'm frustrated and i i can somewhat resonate with what kale is saying where it's like i i really appreciate a lot about the book but i also do feel like it on some level feels like we're spinning our tires a little bit because it's like what is materially different about this issue than the last issue, right? Like, uh, Abel has his awakening, right? Like, that means something. But is there a reason that that couldn't have had that those same two or three pages couldn't have happened in the previous issue? And then we could be like moving forward in this one. It feels like the quote unquote real world story is moving, but mm. so much of the time is spent with Abel and Leica and Mrs. Baker, uh, that is cool and it's visually interesting and it's, and it's engaging in that way. But like, since they got ported to this realm, I couldn't actually tell you what's happened aside from the fact that they've attained some kind of consciousness and now they're going towards Pan's labyrinth or something. I don't know, but like you just said exactly what happened, what's happened. Right. And, and, and that's not bad, right? Like I'm not critical of that. I guess it's just like, three issues in i wish that we were a little further along you know i wish i wish i had a little bit more of the mystery like not even understood but i wish i had more to play with right like it reminds me of how we felt reading um house and powers week to week where even where I didn't know what was happening, I had ideas, and I was like, oh, I bet it's this, or I bet it's that, or we could talk for 45 minutes about what we think might be happening, and that's exciting. This, I'm very much like, hey, this is technically very impressive and enjoyable, and I'm I'm not out on the mystery, but I feel like I don't have enough uh, morsels to kind of like, chew on in between issues you know like i just even even to speculate yeah like i just i feel like i need a little bit more well and 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 that's if that's fair right because like that that's to kale's exact point is that there's like the the technical prowess is there the the 
the artistry is there, but from a story perspective, is there even enough for me to project forward what might be interesting? Uh, and 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 I I think there isn't enough quite yet. I I personally couldn't disagree more. I I really don't care about the mystery. I just want to see what happens next because Aaron is great unknown. You know, I don't, I can't even fathom where to speculate because it is so beyond the realm of comprehension. You know, I just need to see where they go next. But is it the, but what is fueling that? Like, is it just the art? Um, Like what, what is making you want to see what happens next? Because I'm not feeling that. The setup. Yeah, I think it's the setup. I think it's both the art. I, I mean, it's a comic book. It, like the, a great comic book needs both in tandem to be truly great, and that's what I am seeing. That's why I've gotten three issues in. I'm uh, I'm enjoying where I'm being taken. I'm not thinking too hard about it. I'm just let let this creative team of Sorrentino and Lemire take me where they're going, and I, I will uh, marvel at it as I go along. I respect that. I I think it's just for me. I. I I feel that to some degree, but I want to feel that more. Mm. And I guess I just like I don't feel like I have enough. I don't know. I I think that's like part of how I get invested in a mystery is like I feel like I need to be drip fed a little bit more information than we've gotten so far. Because like I I don't know. I I want to. I kind of want to be lulled into that, like, oh, yeah, I think I know what's going on, and then I really don't. And, you know, like, I want a little of that interplay with the story, and I feel like I'm not I'm not there yet. And, like, I don't even know how many issues we have left, which is another thing, I guess, that's getting in my head with it, is, like, is this... Are we, like, a third of the way through the story? Are we a quarter of the way through the story? Are we a lot less of the way through the story? Those things matter. Um, I think to, to that, sorry, quickly, I saw a tweet that this is potentially a six-issue mini. And so if that's true, um, then we're halfway through the story. And that, to me, Ooh, feels bad. That changes how I feel. You know, because we don't, like, what's actually happened... 50% into the way of the story. And, and that's the thing is I think to Phil's point, that's not, that's not an across the board critique. I'm not saying that it has to do that. Right. It is one of six. It is six issues, by the way. That's for me, that's bad, but I don't think that that is objectively like a, Oh, this is failing to do what it needs to do. I think it's doing exactly what it set out to do. I just think, there's some level of that that feels a little impenetrable to me. But I'm not not enjoying it. It's just also not a book that I, like, feel the same way that I feel about, like, Made in Korea or or, or some of the other books that have, like, really, really struck a chord with me this year um, where, like, I am enjoying it and I definitely would tell people that, like, it's good and it's it's worth checking out um if you're into this kind of story but it's not it's not quite hitting that like upper echelon for me just yet i think a lot of it is really just letting it marinate like marinate in it with it you know uh, a lot of it will depend on how it lands and how it pays off but a lot of it 
in the meantime is experiencing it and i think that's totally fine but I, I, I you know other than everything pete said like for me it's just not enough like 24 pages of this just isn't enough for what they're trying to to give me hmm. yeah um i, I kind of wish this was a little bit oversized i think that might help especially knowing it's only six issues. But I will say this. I'm normally the, the theorist on this show. I love to think about where stories going and kind of, you know, have fun with it. This is one of the only books that lends itself to that, that I'm not doing that in because I don't know enough and I don't want to. I want, like what Phil said, I kind of want them to tell me what it is. And I don't want to spend my time thinking about something that it's probably not going to happen anyways. And whatever they're going to do is probably more fun than what I'm thinking about. So I'm along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's fair to say. I'm, yeah. I want to make it clear. I'm not out, but I want four to wow me. I think it has to now. If yeah. it's if six issues, it, it has to. There's well, things, no things are like the climax of this issue was moving towards spots. You know, Donald and uh, uh, the Russian lady, Alana, I think her name is. You know, they've been spotted at the end of the issue and uh, our animals are nearing consciousness as they kind of uh, navigate towards uh, something more horrifying. Yeah, perhaps. So it, the, like it's weird, but like the chessboard has been positioned for things that like happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I definitely think that if you are reading this book, you should continue. Uh, if you're not, I would recommend picking up the first two and this one if you like conspiracy theories and uh, animals that talk. So if you're me, uh, you should buy this comic <laughs> book. Um, let us know what books you want us to review next week. We're always open to suggestions. If there's something that you're hot on that we're not talking about, feel free. It doesn't have to just be an image book. It could be anything else. And if it is something else, we'll review that on the Thursday review show. Otherwise, if you want us to do something image related that we're not doing, we'll do it right here on this show. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you to Image for providing us with the books. Listen to our main show, The Comics Files, which drops every single Monday. Listen to, I already plugged it, listen to our other review show on Thursdays youtube.com slash the comics pals to subscribe for free help us get to 500 subscribers we'd really appreciate that thank you for listening we appreciate you guys for the pals i'm sean saying until next week take care guys see you